Welcome to the Bold Acting Newsletter for, oh God, when did I write this? Sunday, September 24th, 2023. Sign up for the Bold Acting Newsletter at boldacting.substack.com. It's free. Do it now. Stop this. Press pause. I'll still be here when you come back. It's free. Unless, of course, you want to upgrade to paid. Right now, there's um, really no reason to because I don't do extra stuff. But I will. I will. And, um, and then when I'm popular, you'll have wished you'd got in on the ground floor as a founding member. Anyways, that's the end of my guilt trip. To live is to war with trolls. Henrik Ibsen. Ruled by the dead. We know what we like. We make decisions. We like this as opposed to that. We can tell the difference between right and wrong. We're sure of things. But where did all this certainty come from? Who put this in us? The things we do unequivocally. The facts we trade in, etched in stone. The friends we choose, the work we make, the love we give, the what and the why and the who. The dead did it. The dead still walk among us. Just as we are in response to our childhoods, we are also the result of our ancestry. Sure, maybe we're not as religious as our four people, and we don't have twelve children, and we don't burn redheads alive anymore. We've come a long way, baby, but there are ghosts all around us, and we can't help but listen to them and call them correct. I have a thousand years of angry, marginalized, and uneducated Scots and Scotch lined up behind me, informing many of my moves. One is rage, the other is drinking and smoking, although the latter is a fond memory these days. I am frugal, I have bad skin. It's a northern European thing. I am familiar with inclement weather. We think we have free will, but that depends on where we draw the line between ownership that was my idea. And rental. That was my idea unless some unseen force made me do it. Then it wasn't. Are our decisions truly ours? Ibsen again. But I almost think we are all of us ghosts, Pastor Manders. It is not only what we have inherited from our father and mother that walks in us. It is all sorts of dead ideas and lifeless old beliefs and so forth. They have no vitality, but they cling to us all the same, and we cannot shake them off. Whenever I take up a newspaper, I seem to see ghosts gliding between the lines. Mrs. Alving, Ghosts The original title of the play in Danish is Gengangere, has a nice ring to it, which means the ones who return, or events that repeat themselves. We do things, but we don't examine why or if they serve. We plod along through life, unaware that our plodding is according to inheritances. I parent in reaction to how I was parented. These are low-hanging fruit, for I know well those boughs. But higher up I cannot see the branches. Which values did I get from my grandparents? What ticks have I received from their parents? And how far back can I attribute this present outcome? 
As Vonnegut said, we do diddly do diddly do what we must muddly must muddly must until we bust bodily bust bodily bust. Because change is scary. Because we're busy. Because this modern notion of self-improvement means we're broken. And that cannot be. We not only war with trolls, we wrestle with ghosts, whether we know it or not. A genetic defense. It's not me, it's my great-great-great-grandma that made me do it. And we spend years tracing our surnames backwards through time, looking for not only aristocracy, brilliant scandal, castles, and renown, but clues as to our own behavior. Wouldn't it be an interesting anecdote if my name meant something? I wonder if I look like any of my ancestors. Why am I the way I am? What is so unremarkable about being middle class is that it's in the middle. We can't wear proudly a rise from the bottom, nor can we quietly benefit from the rarefied air at the top. And there are just so many of us. We tell ourselves we're special, but we're not. We're a sometimes interesting conglomerate of nature and nurture. But if you look past the forest, you'll surely see ghosts among those trees. The revenants have glommed on to us, and we proudly, righteously play host to them, certain that we have the answers. But if we were a little more comfortable with uncertainty, I wonder if we could break some of these invisible bonds. We might gently observe old ideas and see them for what they are, lifeless operating instructions for a world that no longer exists. What new intel might come rushing in if we make room between the lines? Who knows? It could be of service. It might not be. But it's worth shining a light into those dark corners. We're guided by our ancestors' ideas without realizing it, but we do plenty to zombify ourselves. A Marvel movie to beat our senses into a pulp. The warm blue glow of a mobile phone to placate. State-sanctioned opiates to mollify. Televised sports, cannabis, Ryan Ginger's aplenty. If I can bear to change the stories I tell myself, I can look forward to some space. I think that is all. Just a less crowded field. One less phantom hanging around the kitchen that through my lonely natterings is constantly telling me how to do diddly-do, whether I like literally like it or not. Suggestions on how to be a person. This is the 25th issue of the Bold Acting Newsletter for Sunday, October 1st, 2023. 1. You'll tire of me. A disclaimer. I'm on about peace now, but peace can't come from me. It has to come from you. Help is the sunny side of control, Anne Lamott said. So I'm not here to help. I'm here to threaten. Be bold because you're going to die much sooner than you think. Bold means being bold with the fear that is in front of you. There is no banishing fear. When I write these things... I know I should shut up, because I'm helping too much. You're going to get turned off of me. It's okay. There will be others. Two, be boring. 
When you turn your phone off, turn yourself off, too. Unplug everything around you. Try to be with yourself once in a while. When you're sitting there, open up yourself to possibilities. They won't come if you're staring at that thing. They'll only come if you're bored. Being boring is highly underrated. It's the cheapest, fastest way to inspiration. 3. Bad math. When we compare ourselves, we are using false models. We see the facade of someone else, and we compare it to the inner workings of ourselves. The equation doesn't hold up. You don't know the whole story. 4. Ideas. Don't have them. They shut out the present moment. Inspiration comes when you're open, generous, slutty even. Be a slut with your growth mindset. Go to bed with any and all ways of doing things. You don't have to agree with everyone at Thanksgiving for you to travel across the country to see them. 5. Blame yourself. The things that are our fault are the things we can control. If you played a role in your victimhood, and it always takes two to tango, then you have agency. We have, a, we have little control over most things in life. When bad things happen, ask yourself, what part of that was my doing? 6. Frank O'Hara And I am out on a limb, and it is the hand of God. Out on a limb means being in the unknown. You're in a spot just off course from the trail you're familiar with. This is where the art happens. It's uncomfortable, awkward. Your face goes red when you're there. You don't quite know what to do. That's where you want to be. That's where it all happens. It's stressful, but it's the good kind of stress. And then it ends. And then you breathe a sigh of relief and you look around and your people are there too. The clowns, the misfits, and the fools. Those are the people you want to emulate. The ones that are making art for others. 7. The life you live is yours to give. The things that happened to you really did happen. This is your grist for the mill. If it happened, you're allowed to talk about it. If it's useful to you, then use it. What else is it there for? No more secrets. Secrets are bad. They fester. They protect Catholic pedos and corporate greed. Fuck secrets. They're for crooks. Shout out to Dougie Ford. 8. Purpose. The only thing that will fill the void is the art you make. That feeling of fulfillment is, is all. It's not cash or publication or views or likes. You know this already because you've been there. If you're creating something, you're doing the very thing that you are compelled to do. That's peace right there. For what more could anyone ask of you? Nothing. You're fulfilling your requirements. You've read all the way to the end of the instructions before assembling. 9. Friends. Your friends will save you. Do whatever it takes to find your people and then regularly buy them dinner. Do it over and over. Seriously, don't be stingy. I was stingy once until I realized breaking bread with friends is the antidote to pretty much everything.
10. Stomachs. You're allowed to have a stomach. These days, stomachs have been banished. Big butts are okay for now. But now we must all have ab muscles. This is incorrect. Your voice comes from your bellows, a.k.a. your belly. My singing teacher Elizabeth taught me this. So don't strangle your voice. Bellows require air. Not a lot, just enough. It's okay to look the way you do. Keep those bellows loose. Being fixated on a flat stomach strangles your voice, and more importantly, it makes you talk about how often you go to the gym, and that is the worst conversation topic around. 11. Intimacy Issues Laughter is intimacy. When we laugh, we literally show others inside of ourselves, inside of our bodies. When we make others laugh, we can see inside of them. This is nothing short of incredible. This is intimacy. Laughter is to commune between hearts. It is the very best thing you can do with people. You don't have intimacy issues. If you can drag yourself to a comedy club with another person, you're fine. You're out in the world. You're seeing other live people doing things. You're not looking at your phone. You're, you're in there gathering information. You can smell other people. You can see them. That You can hear them. They're affecting you and you're affecting them. You're fine. You just need to take more of that medicine and then get your prescription filled regularly. 12. Stop drinking so much water. You're not dehydrated. If you were, you'd be in the fucking hospital. So just relax and quit weaponizing everything. Think for yourself, for God's sake. Drink water when you're thirsty, how about? The human thirst mechanism is alive and well. Call bullshit on Nestle and yourself. You can get water from coffee or an apple or broccoli. And there's absolutely no scientific evidence that caffeine is a diuretic. Quit giving your kids water bottles as big as their heads. They have brains. They'll get water when they need it. Just shut up for a while. 13. Don't be so surprised everything is terrible. When faced with adversity, know that that is the natural state of the world. It's cold comfort. So, take warm action. That's the required response. An action that will warm your soul, feed your creativity, and generate community. Find your people. Create together. Remember why we got into this in the first place. It doesn't have to add to your workload or your list of obligations. It's not meant to get you into your head it can be writing in your journal, or painting, or singing in a choir, or whatever. Start small. The key is art should be about others, not just about you. Art that resonates leaves room for an audience. 14. You have to give it for it to be art. The way you find an audience is by making art that means something that says something. If you want to be heard, you have to make a statement. 
Don't worry about the hustle yet. You have to have something to hustle before you start hustling. We try, 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 and then we die. That's the entire trip. When somebody asks you what your plan is, you say, well, I'm going to try something and see if it works. And if it doesn't, I'm going to try something else. And if that isn't quite what I want, then I'm going to pivot a little and try something else. I'm going to keep trying, and in this trying, I'm going to find my people, my like-minded weirdos, and we're going to make stuff together, and laugh together, and fall in love, and fall out of love, and we'll vacation together, and we'll be there for each other, all the while making art together. And then when we're old and gray, we're going to walk each other home. And that's it. For I am compelled to perform. It's not complicated. And when we admit we must make art, then we admit something truly empowering. We cannot fail. You can't fail if you're making art. You just can't. It's yours. But you make it for others. That's it. It's a gift. You are gifted. So give it. Sign up for the Bold Acting Newsletter today go to boldacting.substack.com. I need to grow my community, and the best way to do that is through word of mouth. If you like the Bold Acting newsletter, won't you share it with friends? There's a share this post button on every issue. To reward this loyalty, Substack has started a points program that you can find out more about at boldacting.substack.com. And now the Bold Acting newsletter for Sunday, September 17th, 2023. Create a business plan. Hope gets in the way of accurately predicting the future. When creating a business plan, always put your worst-case scenario first. We are forever oscillating, or is it vacillating, between two modalities. Everything's going to be all right, and we're doomed. A solid business plan puts you somewhere in the middle, somewhere near meh, It'll probably not work out for me, but there will be fleeting moments of mitigated joy along the way. In 1999, I'll win a pull tab in a bar in LaConnor, Washington for $137. I'll date someone well out of my league in 2004, Sarah, for a little over three weeks. I'll sire boys in 2010 and 2012. Plan for Disappointment when predicting profitability, model for your first, second, and third year. Don't bother with four or five. No one can predict anything that far out. Besides, it'll most likely be we're doomed. The longer you stick around this place, life, the more you'll realize the natural state of everything is we're doomed in the shape of decay, dismay, or insolvency. If you're any of those three, then you're doing it right. You're living according to nature. It's human folly that requires us to be more than. Animals, they don't have hope, equals freedom. Who's to blame? Well, it's God, obviously. If that idea gets all the credit, shout out to American football players, then that idea should also get the blame. God made evil, God made us ambitious. Ambition is the root of all evil, therefore it's God's mistake, not ours. How do we abide? In Lin Yutang's 1937 book, The Importance of Living, he suggests the scamp as the ideal. 
quote, The modern man takes life far too seriously, and because he is too serious, the world is full of troubles. End quote. The scamp is known for their mischievousness, their naughtiness, ability to play, to be unruly and awkward. This is also a good definition of the artist. You can't make art without making play. You don't have to call yourself an artist to possess these qualities. You just have to not take yourself seriously. As soon as you are playful, you are creating. As soon as you make it about something other than yourself, you are creating. You take your art seriously, sure, but not yourself. And then when you feel awkward, you stay there. Don't be cool. Don't run away. Revel in the fact that you don't know everything. Sit there and enjoy the flush of heat, the bloom of pink in your cheeks. Everyone is watching you flounder. You are feeling something. It is living. It is spontaneous. And it is the truth. Now we can look at our spreadsheet. And in the gains, co gains column, it will read life. And in the loss column, it will also read life. It's a highly unsatisfactory business, this living thing. We think about it too much. We take it all too seriously. It could be a game. I'm probably remembering this incorrectly, but in the 1999 documentary, Just Watch Me, National Film Board, the interviewer asks Pierre Trudeau how he managed the stress of the job. And he said something along the lines of, I treated being the prime minister like a game. It's just a game. And I wanted to win it. But it's a game. If I focused on the enormity of the job, I would have had a heart attack. Our business plan reminds us there will be failure before there is success. In its two-dimensional flimsiness, we see once more that all is impermanent. We try stuff. Some works, some doesn't. This, too, will soon be over, and no one will remember you or your worries. Policy is for people. How else to stare down adversity? How best to metabolize our worries, the stress, the grind? Well, metaphorically speaking, you take your shirt off, shotgun a beer at high noon, and run through the streets with your middle fingers extended. The art of play, not giving fucks, as we now repeat ad nauseum, being a scamp, was in us from the beginning. See cave paintings, indigenous oral storytelling tradition, court jesters, etc. This needn't require transition, only adoption, and it can happen in the blink of an eye. Make it the thing you are. Make it policy. You don't need a reason. You just try it on for size. This is who I am now. This is what I do. I don't take myself too seriously. I'm a bit of a rascal. Even when it comes to writing business plans or learning about spreadsheets or paying attention to your money, if it's a game, then it'll be a little more fun. What else helps is exposure therapy. The more you do something, the more you tend to like it. Life is the Stockholm Syndrome you make it. What gets us to the meh, Life probably won't work out, but there'll be moments of joy along the way. Fastest is stomping out expect expectation of the world around you. Have low expectations for others. Have high ones for yourself. In The Importance of Living, Yu Tang quotes a 17th century critic named Qin Shengtan, who wrote 33 Happy Moments. Here's one of them. 
I am drinking with some romantic friends on a winter night and am just half intoxicated, finding it difficult to stop drinking and equally difficult to go on. I notice the night has turned cold. I open a window and see that snowflakes are coming down the size of a palm and there are already three or four inches of snow on the ground. Ah, is this not happiness? Romantic friends, a fresh snowfall, drinks. What else is there? If that isn't the definition of, meh, it may not work out for me, but sometimes there'll be joy, then bring on the, um, we're doomed. I can take it. I'm going to take this life of mine, push it up against a brick wall outside a bar, and steal a kiss, because I expect the worst. And when it comes, I celebrate its arrival. I'm into adversity. I like it. I feed off of it. All that which was bad is what I want, and it is good. So give me the scratches, the tears, the yelling. Give me the rain, the thunder, and the lightning. I will not shy away from it all. It's just a game, and I'm going to win, no matter what the numbers say. Welcome to the Bold Acting Newsletter, issue 27 for October 15th, 2023. The bleating increases. Over a plate of Kubaday and saffron rice, I tried to watch RRR last night. It's the most popular movie on earth. I couldn't make it past the first half hour. The overwrought acting, the unending John Woozian fast-mo, slow-mo violence, and the cheap CG, like the tiger and the wolf, look like they came from the same era as the establishing shots of James Cameron's Titanic, left me wanting more. More domestic ennui you'd find in a Bergman film. More relational misunderstandings a la Kirostami. More Mike Lee realism. You know, more of what I like. But it's more apparent than ever that what I like is of no consequence. The popularity of Maniskin, for instance, the Italian rock band that sounds like they're making fun of Nickelback crossed with the Arctic Monkeys, until you realize they're serious, is another nail in the author's coffin of relevance. Even my referring to myself as the author is a nail. When I first heard Maniskin, I chalked it up to Europeans being European, you know, the stereotypical Russian hairband descending. Well, in the West, we're eschewing rat for Pearl Jam, but no. It's the calcification of taste. It's personal preference, that's all. Mine was forged in a bygone world that included Brit New Wave, grunge, and 90s hip-hop. And there it hath stayed. We are post post something. With the streaming of everything, we pile on. There is no, sure, I may have started with David Lee Ross solo projects, but now I know better, and that's why I can appreciate David Byrne, Mogwai, and Mozart, depending on whether I'm drinking, driving, or cooking. Now it all happens at once. Or it can happen. My youngest seems to be developing taste-wise like I did. He loves classic rock. It's an understandable entree. Jeff Lynne leads to Yes, leads to David Bowie. Thirteen, however, is a different situation. He likes something called 8-bit. And it's not really music. 
Sounds like he's listening to video games. Here's hoping this too shall pass. Both of them are forced to watch the Criterion channel with me. There's very little democracy happening in this house. Every October we watch and rewatch The Mummy, 1932, Boris Karloff, Creature from the Black Lagoon, 1954, and our favorite, Haosu, 1977, which is a Japanese horror comedy about an evil house that eats seven high school students. I know they'll spend time resenting me for force-feeding them, but eventually they'll half-brag about how their cinephile father introduced them to auteur film. Perhaps it's fruitless. They'll soon forget it all. Like how the eldest went to film camp at TIFF when he was eight. It sounded cool, but does he remember anything from it? Did he learn anything? Or the trips to New York or L.A. or Austin or Mexico? Is any of this having any effect? I guess they'll make up their own minds. Sochmedes means we can have a stage of varying sizes. We can go through the motions of a kind of relationship with a, with a kind of audience. We follow each other for some reason, mostly to see pictures of each other's kids, milestones, food, jokes. But then the horrors of war creep in, and now we've got to show each other that we're mad, too, because otherwise we're not doing enough but it's just more bleating. Original thought has always escaped me. I'm a synthesizer of ideas. I'm a satisfactionist. I love the Internet's accommodation of quantity and quality. You practice while you don't have an audience, so no one really notices your screw-ups. Then the idea is once you're good, the eyeballs are there. Theoretically. When you stumble across a movie like Come and See, 1985, directed by Elam Klimov, it is shocking at first to think someone else's brain is so much more interesting than your own. But Klimov must have first watched Tarkovsky and Bergman and Eisenstein. Our influences lead us to amalgamation, and the brilliant or lucky ones can manage an actual response something other than the broad strokes of indignation readily available on Twitter and Instagram. Indignation is unsustainable over the time it takes to make art. It cools into a focused seething, hopefully. RRR, ostensibly about the wrongs of British colonialism, dies on the vine of shirtless heroes greasing up their enhanced abdominal muscles in the timeless... Hollywood-Bollywood tradition of manly men acting incredibly gay, all the while protesting, Gay? I'm not gay. Who's gay? You're the gay. I look down at my ab muscles that are well insulated under a flesh duvet of good living and see yellow rice on my shirt, sumac, and a bit of lamb. Am I ever glad-slash-scared a new Persian restaurant opened up on Roncesvalles? It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. I was supposed to sing karaoke tonight, but Condor is under the weather. I love it when plans get canceled. The feeling of relief. As I turn off RRR and slide into some Bill Burr comedy, 
I once again marvel at my luck of being born in the right place at the right time, and thankfully, what I like or what I do or what I think is really of no consequence any longer. You don't have to weigh in. Just because you have a megaphone doesn't mean everyone is waiting to hear you. In the face of horror, we could use less indignation, just as we need more seething contempt that comes from thoughtful creation. Be angry that we can't get over ourselves. Channel this into your art. Next time you have dinner, remember that thing called a napkin. Now put the plate in the dishwasher, turn off the lights to the kitchen, and go and make something. And remember that virtue signaling to your 137 followers doesn't count. The best way to appreciate your freedom is to use it. (laughs) 